when we have the idea, when we have the visualization of what it is we want, the next stage is putting in the work. But the thing that we often forget is in order to move forward, we got to release something that was holding us back. So when I say, what's the dividend? The dividends is like, what are, what are you giving up? That's essential to where you are now so you can give birth to something that's gonna help you in the future. In order for us to navigate the game of wealth, we gotta master what it's like to live on a paycheck. What's good, what's good, what's good, family? Welcome to another episode of Trapping Tuesdays, y'all. All right, man, it's episode 82, and I want to start off by saying, Oh, it's carnival time. Everybody's having fun. Down in New Orleans, you got to come see the Mardi Gras. <laughs> Let's go, man. It's trapping students around the world, but in New Orleans, it's Mardi Gras, a.k.a. Fat Tuesday. Listen, man, thank y'all for coming to another episode of us, man. We take y'all, we don't take y'all support lightly. Our goal each and every week is to help you build legacy and make sure that you're building wealth one share at a time. Today, I want to come to y'all and I, want, I have an interesting perspective that I want to present to you. There's a time in life where we, we have this idea of what we really want. And on our journey to bring that idea into fruition, what are we willing to sacrifice to reap those dividends? Right? So when we have the idea, when we have the visualization of what it is we want, the next stage is putting in the work. But the thing that we often forget is in order to move forward, we gotta release something that was holding us back. And in order to release that, we must also step into a new normal. And so today I'm asking you, what are the dividends of your sacrifice? Okay, let's Let's, let's make that, let's make that look well. Let's paint this picture. On my life journey, I've been through the peaks and valleys. I've, I've maneuvered through the vicissitudes of life, the ebbs and flows. And so when I have a day where I make a hundred thousand dollars, that hundred thousand dollars shows up in my bank account in my investment account. But the confidence that I can do it is the sacrifice, the dividends of the sacrifice, right? The dividends of the cold, hard cash or the cold, hard reward that you get from making sacrifice after sacrifice after sacrifice. Okay, let's, let's make that look a little, let's, let's paint that out a little bit more, right? Let's paint it out a little bit more. The life you want is a byproduct of the action you took 
but the dividends that's paid from the sacrifice is freedom. Right? The life you want is a byproduct of the action you took once you painted the picture, right? And then the freedom is the dividends from the sacrifice because once you had a visualization of the life, you realized there was a few things you had to start giving up. The sacrifice, I'm, it might don't, and watch this y'all, I want you to understand this. When we say sacrifice, we're talking about giving up something that really is a part of your everyday life. We talking about, we ain't talking about, all right, I'm just giving up partying. That ain't really no sacrifice, right? That ain't no sacrifice. And I'm, I'm gonna keep it real with you. When we say you wanna lose weight, when you not eating a junk food no more, that's not really a sacrifice. But when you fast for 10 days and you give up everything, that's a sacrifice. Because now you just depending on one source. I, like I need us to understand, because what happens is we put, we put sacrificing and we put the things that we need to be doing on the same level and we shouldn't. Right, like we put, I'm, a, I'm going on a social media fast. That ain't a sacrifice, fam. That's distracting you anyway. Right? Like I'm, I'm on a social media fast. All right, cool. You can call it a fast or whatever you want to call it. But really, that's distracting you anyway. You ain't really giving up nothing. You ain't giving up nothing. You, you're trying to get more focused. You're attempting to be more focused because you've realized this thing is taking my focus away. This thing is the reason why I'm not where I want to be at. I'm going to keep it real. That ain't no sacrifice. That ain't no sacrifice. Right? That ain't no, you are unbreaking the habit that you created yourself. You, you are unanchoring for something that's hindering you from making progress. A sacrifice is, yo, I'm about to fast for 20 days or 10 days and I ain't eating nothing. I'm, I'm taking away the essentials. I'm taking away the essentials to tap into a high purpose. I'm taking away the necessities. I'm damn near willing to starve myself of, my, of the things that's, that I need to get where I gotta go so I can build up something different in me. That's when we making a sacrifice. So when I say, what's the dividends? The dividends is like, what are, what are you giving up that's essential to where you are now so you can give birth to something that's gonna help you in the future? In, in, order, in order for, watch this y'all, in order for us to navigate the next, we gotta master the now. In order for us to navigate the next, in order for me to prepare myself for where I'm gotta go, where, where I think is ahead of me, in order for me to, and, okay, let me, let me calm down a little bit, Jose. I'm getting a little excited. I, and I don't, I don't want this to come across as I'm screaming and yelling. So let me, let me back up a little bit, Jose. Let me, let me contain myself. In order for us to get where we gotta go at, in order for us to master the game of wealth, we gotta first master, let me, let me rephrase that. In order for us to navigate the game of wealth, we gotta master what it's like to live on a paycheck. 
in order, in order for us to master, in order for us to be champions in the wealth game, we got to navigate and master what it's like to grow a business from zero to certain, certain figures and keep the debt down, keep the operational cash flow good, making sure the employees and team members good. In order to increase our capacity, in order to get to that new territory, we got to keep increasing our capacity. Right? I, like, I wish I could say that in a way that that hits home. I wish I could navigate through this in a way that truly makes you get it. I want this to be the journey. I want this to be the episode where you say, I had my aha moment. I, I want this to be the episode where you say, trap, 2024 is my year and I mean it because now I know what I got to sacrifice. And it ain't just social media, trap. Like, now I know what I got to sacrifice. It ain't just going on a diet. You got to go on a financial diet. You got to go on a financial fast. That's what I need you to go on. Not just giving up social media. Not just giving up. I need you to go on a financial fast. The dividends of sacrifice is about giving up something that is detriment, that is helping you right now and that is essential to where you are right now so that it can be a byproduct of where you're going in the future. When we say the dividends of sacrifice, y'all, I'm just talking about, I'm just talking about letting life pay us abundantly for what we're supposed to have. Because when we think about dividends, it's a portion of the profit that a company pays us for investing in it. So the dividends of sacrifice is us simply saying, what is life going to pay me for consistently navigating the now to get to the next? What is life going to consistently reward me with because I'm making the sacrifices? What will life consistently reward me with for keep pushing through, for not complaining, for keep going forward, for not letting my friends and my family hold me back, for staying focused? What will God give birth to in my life because I put him first? What, like that's, When we say the dividend is a sacrifice, y'all, I'm saying giving up something that you thought was essential to now and say, nah, because the future is brighter. So when we say the dividend, like that's what I want Trapping Tuesdays to be. This the financial art, y'all. We get instructions every week. We gonna keep getting instructions every week. But the goal is, how do you build your own boat? Now, I may be wrong. I may be wrong. But I don't remember God telling Noah exactly how to build the boat. I may be wrong. I may be wrong. I might got to go back a little deeper, but I do remember God saying, you got to build one because this is what's about to happen. I, I do know that. I do know he told him to everything. I know that. But I don't, I don't know for a fact if I remember him saying, this is how you build something that you've never built before, but I told you to build it. So the dividends for sacrifice of Noah was after God destroyed everything, you are now here while everyone else is gone. New life was the dividends of sacrifice. I'm telling you what you're willing to give up to get 
was destined for you to have. I'm asking you, how do you build your financial up when, when you ain't got the instructions? I'm telling you, every week you come here, you get the information. Every week you come here, you get motivated, you get inspired. But when the camera go off, you go back to doing what you're doing. You ain't doing what you're doing. All right, let me calm down. Let me calm down, because I don't, I don't want y'all to think I'm, I'm screaming and yelling. I don't want you to think that. Let me, let me, let me, let me gather myself. As we navigate this world and we see the culture shifting and we see, we see the landscape evolving. How is it that we accept, how do, how do we accept the story that we've been telling ourselves knowing we see the future changing? How do we unanchor ourselves from the stories that have been told to us? Why do we consistently put financial hurdles in us to think that we are not able to accomplish the things that everyone else is doing, but yet and still every day we see somebody coming from situations that we've come from. We've seen people come from single family home. We've seen people come from prison. We've seen people overcome molestation. We've seen people overcome drug abuse. We've seen people overcome alcoholism, but yet we keep coming up with a reason of why we still in the same place we've been for the same 10, 12, 3, 5 years. We ain't exempt from wealth, y'all. We just got to be willing to sacrifice to go get it. So in episode 82, I want to ask you, what are the dividends that you are getting paid for your sacrifice? Episode 82, Trapping Tuesday. Let's go, y'all. Let's get to it. Woo! Jose, how we feeling, dog? It is Tuesday. Woo! You know, this is my favorite button, dog. Bomb in it, dog. All right, so. Let's go, y'all. Trapping Tuesdays, episode 82, y'all. Make sure you like. Make sure you subscribe. I'm going to keep 100 with y'all. I don't like the fact that we not ranked in the top 100. Right? I feel like we're not really doing... Maybe we're not serving them at a high enough level, Jose. Maybe that's it. Maybe we're not serving that. So, Jose, I gotta, we're going to have to sit down and ask ourselves, how do we serve our people at a higher level? Because their... Watch this, Jose. Their ability to consistently support comes from our ability to serve at a high level. Right? So I want y'all to tell us in the chat... How do we serve y'all better at a higher level, right? Because I'm not, I would be a fool to think that if we keep doing the same thing we've been doing, we get different results, right? I would be a fool to think that, right? So there's something that we are missing as a team and as a show that's not you. Now, let me say this, Jose. I am 100% grateful for the people that tune in every week. I am 100% grateful for the people that tune into us each and every week. But what I don't understand, I got to grasp a little more, is how do one we get better traction on our audio and our, and our, and our segment breakdowns. So I need y'all to tell me, because I don't want to just play a guessing game. right? I, my goal is to serve y'all at the highest level. Unlike Jose, who going to put raisins in a potato salad because he thinks that's what people like. We not going to do that over here. 
right? First of all, raisins don't go on potato salad. We know that's a no-no. But what I do know is all y'all don't like sugar in y'all grits. I'm from New Orleans. I sometimes put sugar in my grits. I put sugar, but B saying no. So here's what I know. When B come to the crib, we're going to have a pot of grits. We're going to just, boom. And know what I'm going to do? We're going to make the grits, and then we'll put sugar on the table. So if you want sugar, ah, but that helps me serve B at a high level. Always. See, y'all, now y'all know why I have a problem with this dude. The manager said syrup. No, syrup. He just said syrup and grits. Every day, Jose makes PG County look bad. He makes me understand why I don't want to go there. <laughs> he makes me. Sir, Jose, let's, let's talk about that. And grits? You like the sugar? Serve the sugar. Sometimes. Not all the time. Sometimes I just want grits. Like when I'm now, man, I'm gonna say this, Jose. This is a prerequisite. If your grits don't, it's not used with milk or like or like almond milk or something like that, like we have a problem. Because water don't give you the creamy texture. I try to stay away from the cheese. When I was in prison, we needed cheese grits. It's a necessity. Growing up, I needed cheese grits. I'm an older man now, so I understand the mucus. You know what I'm saying? I understand the mucus component. Now I'm like, I'm 41. I don't need the mucus in my body like that. Dr. Sebi. <laughs> right? I'm trying to keep the inflammation at a low. Right? But Jose, I'm, I'm just saying though, Jose. I'm just saying, bro, like, where the hell you get syrup and grits from? Where'd that come from? No pancakes, no French toast, just here go, the, here go the grits, let's put some syrup in it. It's because the syrup had spilled into the grits one day, and I was like, oh, that's good. By accident. The most genius come from accidents. Today, <laughs> we flushing Jose. <laughs> we flushing Jose. The man says syrup and grits, that is the most Caucasian thing I ever heard in my life. I don't even think Caucasians do that, bro. <laughs> that's a Jose thing. That's, that's what happens when you got the mixed nationalities inside you. <laughs> All right, y'all. So today we're going to have an amazing show, y'all. I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all, yo. It's not going to be a long show. And I, and I mean that in the most respectful way. This will not be a long show for a couple of reasons. It's carnival time. Everybody's having fun down in New Orleans. You gotta come see the mining run. Y'all, can, you sing? can I sing? No, can y'all say I'm headed to the Grawl? Today, come get your dog. Am I? We don't. What? I'm going down to the Grawl. Why would we say that? <laughs> Tootie, where he get this from? Are we going to the Gras? To the Gras for Mardi Gras, The crazy part about this is, bro, he's serious. That's the crazy part. This is not a joke. This is why y'all be in the chat telling me I'm tripping. Trap, why you be on Jose like that? Y'all be DMing me saying, Trap, stop doing that to Jose. This is why. 
This is why. <clears throat> Are we going to the gra? Bro, they would take my New Orleans citizenship away from me if I said some crap like that. Yo, what's up, fam? Oh, what's up, blood? You going to the gra? The what? <laughs> the what? My, the what? The what? They'd be like, dog, you've been in Atlanta too long. Come back. The Groth? Nah, bro. They used to be like, dog, you going out there? That's really what it's to them, my line. They'd be like, dog, you going out there? You know what it is. And that's for anything. Like, they got a second line. You already know what it is. They got a second line out. Say something. Whoa, man, you going out there today? That's it. It ain't you going to the six wall steppers or you going to the Zulu. Bro, you going out there today? Yeah. What time you going and where you going to be at? That's it. What time you going? Wait. Man, what's up, son? Yo. Boy, you going to the grow? Niggas hanging that up on you, dog. Yo, you going to Marty? <laughs> you going to Marty? <laughs> you hitting that fat Tuesday? Bro, nah, it's just simple, bro. It's like you call, shoot, what's down, baby? Man, you going out the other day? I ain't fucking with it. I'm good. I'm learning, bro. I'm learning. I remember I brought the Jose to New Orleans, and Jose said, what's dressed? When I asked my dog what that, you want that, I said, you want that poor boy dressed? That boy said, what's dressed? He come with a skirt? <laughs> Let's, see Let's see it in the chat. They did say it. All right, man, let's get to it this week. Listen, y'all. Do that. Give us our mantra. Let's get to it. Ah, let's go, y'all. Let's get to it. I am a certified Wall Street trapper. I am confident in my ability to make great investments. The stock market is a machine that prints money, and I am more than capable of operating this machine. Not only will I free myself, but my family will eat for a lifetime based on the information I apply today. I am a money maker and a wealth builder. Today, I bring all the change that anger me to that poverty mindset. My ancestors will smile now because I have turned our last name into an asset. My family's purchasing power will increase indefinitely. Today, I make the declaration that no longer will I be a slave to money. No longer will a generation behind me inherit lack. No longer will I submit to selling my time for money. I am a first-generation millionaire. I am the architect of my family's legacy. I am a certified Wall Street trapper. And Wall Street looks like us now. Let's go. Chelsea, I see you. What's good, baby? Chocolate C, I see you, baby. Let's go, man. Six hustlers, I see you. Angela, I see you. Daniel, son, ah, I see you. Let's go, man. One love to dream. I see you, family. Larry Morgan, I see you. Diamond Dancing, we see you. Titus Tax Pros, we see you. The one and only, Tori Simmons, we see you, queen. Stoner Jeff, we see you. Natalie Y, we see you. Money Making Rip, we see you, family. Let's go, man. All my people in the building, man. Let's go. Tootie, let's get straight to it, man. Today, we're going to do something a little different on this episode, man. We're going to get straight up to word on the street. There's a couple things I want to talk about. There's a couple things I want to show y'all today that was really, 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 really interesting. So, let's get to it, man. Tootie, what we got, dog? Let's get that first, man. So, the upper 
So the reason why I brought this up, man, so as we know right now, man, the S&P has cracked that 5,000 mark. That's a big, big mark. That's a big, big mark because, now watch this, Jose. I forgot what episode we said, but I said the S&P will crack 5,100 this year. I don't know which episode it was, but I said we'll crack 5,100. And we, episode 77, Jose. The Great American Experience. That's what I love. Man, let's give Jose My dog gonna be playing. My dog gonna be playing. He take what he do serious. And I be loving for that. So episode 71, I said, yo, we gonna crack 5,100. Now, here's the thing about us cracking 5,100 now. At 5,000, Jose, we not that far away from that. Now, the thing about that is, Jose, we are only in March. I mean, February. We're only in February. So that means we got 10 more months. I don't know if I need to, I don't know if I need to shift my stance because we done passed it because now it's, because if you say like, yo, the S&P gonna crack 5,100 and it's done, it's, let's say it cracks it, does that mean I, does that mean I, I said something profound? Now here's why I say that. Let's take it into, let's take it into that we was at 4,800 to end the year. Right, we ended the year at 4,800. 49, so it's talking about three, 300 points. Do, is that a profound statement if we say that in the end of the year, we cracked it now, and we're on the verge of cracking it, because 5,100 ain't that far. Is it profound because I said it last year and we never know what the next year is going to bring? But this year it means nothing. Ooh. That's big, Jose. So you saying last year, it was it was like, yo, that's heavy. This year we saying, because you know why I'm saying that? I say that to say that because people can say now, now, we we always we never take we always take for granted that somebody says something. And then, like, for instance, I'll say it like this. So I had a dude on Instagram that said, uh, this dude, he had a page. Alex showed it to me. And the dude said, yeah, Trap did beat the market. So he had a page. He was like, Trap did beat the market, but the market returned 24%. He had, he, he, he had a 31% return. I had a 31.7% return. And I, that yielded me maybe $200,000, just all buying hold. But the dude was like, you could have put your money in a buy and hold and still got 21% based on the S&P 500, right? And so I said to him, it's easy to say that because we're in a new year. You looking in hindsight. You're not looking at the fact that I started the year off navigating that portfolio. You feel me? Like, I did that in real time. So it's easy to look back and say, well, you could have, did this, and I said, listen, let's go a little further. 
even if you returned 24% like the market did last year, the previous year, you had a negative 16%. So you still, what people don't realize is because of that 16% return, you actually needed like a 30% return. You feel me? So even if you return 24%, in essence, the market still needed another 6% return to make up for what it lost the previous year. You feel me? So it's easy to look back at what we did. It's easy to be in January and say, and discredit what I did last year because you're looking at the end result. Does that make sense? Or am I tripping? Right? So it's easy to say that, but not saying in real time, I'm going through, the, I'm going through a bank crisis that happened last year in March. Right? I'm going through that bank crisis that affected the whole market. I'm navigating through that war uh, that happened when Russia said, nope, we're doing this. When China went set 21 ships around Taiwan and say, we just practicing. And the market went down for that. I navigated the crypto experience that still affected the market. I navigated the hard August, September, October. I navigated those 90 days and still beat the market by, you know, whatever, 7%. Right? But it's easy to look back and say, I ain't did nothing when you wasn't navigating that. It's easy to go back and, and say that. And so I'm saying that to ask, is it relevant now to say, do I need to come up with something new because we navigated that? Or is it good enough to say, yo, I, I said this, whatever, eight episodes ago, that we was going to crack 5,100 when the mark was at 48. Also, let me say this. Let me say this. I also said Bitcoin wouldn't crack 100,000 this year. Right? Now, here's what happens. Bitcoin gets the spot ETFs. I said, bruh, I said it. That's not going to do as much as y'all think it's going to do. All it's really doing now is letting the same people who you were trying to get away from now own the asset that you wanted them not to own. That's all they did. So now they can put crypto inside your 401ks and stuff and say, we got crypto exposure. Now, I will say this. One dude did hit me up and he said, say, Trap, I'm not going to bet you 100000 but I'll bet you 10000 That he said it hit 100. The only reason I didn't, it's my fault that we didn't make the bet, though. Because when we got into the new year, I went to doing stuff, and he hit me. He was like, Trap, what's up? I said, bet, send me your information. I'm going to get the lawyers on it, but then we wind up losing the bookkeeper. And so getting my, getting my business paperwork became more important than making a bet. But I will say one dude did jump on that. He was like, Trap, you tripping. That thing going to hit 100000 I'm like, all right, bet. And he said, I got, I got the 10K to bet you because I want to bet a hundred. He's like, I ain't got a hundred, dog. I ain't going to lie to you, but I'll bet you 10. And I respect that. So I can't, I can't remember his name, but I got to shout him out because he did stand on what he's stand on. He said, this ain't sweet, Trap. I ain't got what you got, but I'm strong. And I, I ain't going to lie. I, I'm going to go get his name. Next episode, I'll shout him out. But he did stand on 10 toes. We still got a long way to go. But 
It went from 50-something where it was, but it did what I said. What did I say? I said, yo, once Bitcoin cross 47, they're going to go crazy. No, I said 45. What did I say, Jose? Oh. It's at 47 now. But I remember I said, I said once Bitcoin cracked, I think it was 45 or something, I said, boy, they're going to go crazy. And sure enough, it cracked the 45K. The spot ETFs came out. It spiked to 52. And then it's been declining ever since. Back to the lecture at hand. All right, so watch this. The upper room. Let's go a little further to it. Here's how I brought this up here, right? Since 1980, watch this. The S&P hits a new high every 16 days on average. That's crazy. Here are the numbers of record highs each year. Watch this, y'all. Look at these numbers. In 80, 24 times. In 83, 30 times. Now, remember, 82 was a recession year. 82 was the year that Ronald Reagan cut food stamps, Social Security, public. He cut a lot of stuff, and he pushed more dope in America. 85, 43, that's when he got introduced to Reaganomics. Look at this, 1995, 77 new highs. 77 new highs, 97. I, now I got to go do research, Jose. I got to go figure out what the hell was going on in 1995. That's an Dope Boy 95 Air Max on. Yeah? Huh? Hood. Talk Cheetos with a snack on. Shout out to Bank Road Fresh, man. Come on, man. We rock with Bank, bank Road. Dope. You ain't had a 95 Air Max? Wow. Every day I lose more and more credibility with you, bro. Every day. Every day. What were you doing in 1995? You was with Genuine. I forgot. So anxious. Meet me at 11.30. I love it when you're talking dirty. Cause I'm so anxious. That's what he was messing with so late. You still married to her? Nah. They had kids, though. That was a beautiful woman, boy. What's she doing now? Yep, right there. Right there. Whatever, whatever that was. Whatever that, ah. Whatever that, ah. <laughs> My boy said, ah. Whatever that was. So, I got to find out what happened in 95. I know what happened in 95, Jose. The 94 crime bill. Now, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Trap, you say what happened in 95, but you say the 94 crime bill. So, watch this. The 94 crime bill happens in 94, but then the dividends of the 94 crime bill was a higher stock market. Why, Trap? Because more niggas went to jail. And what happened when more dudes went to jail? The companies that funded the private prisons, there we go, the Walmarts, the AT&Ts. I'm going to put them on blast. I watched 13th. Huh? In 95, you used to go to Walmart and buy a pistol. So all the private companies 
that was invested in prisons, they stock went through the roof in 95. Jose, I'm going to link it up. I'm going to put the pieces to the puzzle together. Here's what I do understand, Jose. The stock market is the pieces to the puzzle that we don't pay attention to. All we got to do is look at the stock market and see who making money, who putting the laws in place. It's written. Come on. Written all over the place. Written all over. <laughs> that ain't it, dog. All right, let's go a little further. So now stay there, Tootie. Stay there, stay there, stay there, stay there. 2014, 52, 2018, 2017. Here's what I want to look at. Watch this. Recession years, 08, 09, 2010, 2011, 2012. The market going through a recession. The Great Recession. 2007 was the beginning of it. 8, 9, and 10, we had to navigate through it. I just come home. 11, it was coming back out of it. 12, boom, 13, it went crazy. So watch this, Jose. Watch this, Jose. Watch this. From 2008 to 2012 is where you get filthy rich at. Here, Because everything is on sale. Now, of course, we can see that in hindsight, right? But... It's because then we ain't had a knowledge of the game, right? So watch this, Jose. This is why I won't get liquid like I won't get liquid. This is why I want these options to print all this money. Because I just want them. That's why I got to sit. Because uh, 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 uh. watch this, God. It's coming. I don't know when it's going to come. The problem is we don't know when it's going to come. And I just want to be able to slide out of my positions and just be sitting there. I promise, Jose, I'm going to quadruple it. I'm going heavy. All leap options. You know how cheap they're going to be when that thing crash? All right. 2023, we ain't had none. 2024. So this tells us this. This is what I see. If I'm looking at this puzzle and I had to decode it. Watch this, Jose. After one year of zero, if we don't get a following year of zero, the next year is a boom with highs. So watch. We went zero to 30 in 81 to 82. Then we went zero, 84, boom, 43. We went zero in 88, boom, 13. It went on a run from 88 to 99. God dang. From 88 to 99, son. You feel me? And then we went through 2001 through 2006, zeros. What that is, Jose? Discounts. 2007, boom. Then we had the crisis, boom. 2012 after zero, what we hit? 45, 52. Jose, this, Jose, if I'm We, from 99, what, to 2000? Yeah, that's 35 to 4. So you notice the year before it always go down a little bit because that's the indication that we're going into something different. The year before, so, but also those are recessionary periods. Remember, 01 and 02, 02, 04, those were back-to-back -back years that was bad in the market. That was bad economic years. 
You feel me? But here's what I realized, though, Jose. After a year of zero, we always get a boom. So if this is the numbers. If history repeats itself, now remember Mark Twain said that history don't always repeat itself, but it rhymes. That's after 2023, if this 2024 repeats itself, we could be looking at a crazy year. Huh? <laughs> New highs mean the market going, you're the lady, you're the lady, you're the lady, you're the lady. And then you go, boom. All right, let's go there first. Two days. All right, chips ain't dipping. Yo, as we know right now, yo, I'm not going to lie, yo, the chip industry been going crazy. So since November 1st, SMH is up 44%. Arm holdings, hold up. Yo, what this company been doing, so I just wrote something down, Jose. I wrote a stat down. So this company went crazy last week because it did the, it did the uh, earnings call, right? Bro, the stock jumped $34 billion in one day. Now, this is the dope part. Let me show you how dope, uh, let me show you how dope this is. So SoftBank is a company that buys a lot of companies, right? So SoftBank bought this company in 2012 for little or nothing. They bought 90% of it because it's an AI company, a chip company. It's in that, they bought it for a little, I'm talking about they bought it for like $4 billion, something like that, four twelve billion billion, some shit like that, bro. And boy, they've just been holding it. They own 90% of the company. Bro, the company is up 144% since November, bro. Bro, 144% since November? Let me see something right quick, Jose. Let me see something right quick, Jose. Let me see something right quick. Like, I like real-time data. Year-to-date, bro, the company is up 60%, bro. That's from January to now. Bro, that 12 million they put in there, or whatever billion they bought that for? Sitting back like a fat rat. This the, this the idea of buying a company and just holding it. And this is why I say you don't always have to buy a company for 20 years, 30 years. If you can see the future, that'd be the problem I'd be having with people. They'd be arguing me. I'd be like, bro, if you can pay attention, you can see the future. You see where the future going at, bro, invest in it. It don't got to be a great, it don't got to be a huge investment. You got to think about it. Coming like SoftBank got billions, hundreds of billions of dollars. Let's say they say, all right, we'll put 12 billion in this. But it's probably like 10, 12% of what they got. But they better on the future. All right, AMD up 72, NVIDIA. This is crazy. We already know what NVIDIA been doing. Let's go to that further to it. Broadcom. That's the one, that's, I'm not gonna lie. That cranked my, that cranked my portfolio. I'm gonna keep it 100. That one there? Jose, that one cranked my portfolio at a, at a whole other level, Jose. That one cranked me on a whole other level, dog. You know why? We lost 70,000 on it. We got out of that trade because we lost the 70 bands. I let it go down another $3, came back up, got back in it. From seven, I got in there at 816. It should be $1,100 right now. We up like 300 some percent on it. 
I got the 70 bands I love. Now watch this. I doubled down on what it took from me. It took 70 from me. I put 70 more in it. Now you take that. We up 300 some percent. That means we done flipped 73 times. That what that mean? As a matter of fact, we up 376 percent on an on a option. My new name is Money Printer Trap. It's my new name. You know how you call Mitch Money Making Mitch? Money printing trap. Moving forward. Moving forward, dawg. Say, Jose, it's my new name. Money printer trap. M-P-T. Or, or my new name is Trap the Money Printer. I like that. <laughs> Jose, Trap the Money Printer. Woo! I told to go a little further. I know Tootie pissed off at me back then. So watch this. I won't give y'all a little, I won't give y'all something that I wrote out today. I know we have people that always don't know. To me, this is the wealth building blueprint. Here's how to prioritize your money to build wealth. Complete steps in this order. Right? In this order. It's a master class. Right? First, Roth IRA. Max that out, yo. Max out the Roth. You know why? This your tax-free money. This the money you will retire. You get, well, Trav, why you say start with that? Because I don't want you to be old and broke. Jose, I don't want them to be old and broke. I want them to be old and be straight. Because here's what we know. Social security, dwindling. America, keep getting more and more in a hole. And your social security ain't guaranteed. With this, if you max out the Roth every year, you make great investments. I think it's at 7000 now. You make great investments. When you retire, this tax-free money. You pull that million, two million out, it's tax-free because you pay the tax on the front end. The problem with us is we don't think about tomorrow, and then when tomorrow comes, you're no better off than what you were today. They missed it. They missed it, Jose. They missed it. You didn't think about 65 years old, but when you get 65, now you're saying, I wish when I was 30, I would have did this. Well, you can't ever go back to being 30. And I don't got the time machine like Marty McFly. I don't know, Doc. Because if I had that almanac, dog, I wouldn't even go place no bets on that. All my bets would be on the market. I'm putting long calls on Apple in 1995. I'm putting long calls in on NVIDIA in 1990. I'm putting eight-year leap options in. <laughs> you feel me? Cause I'm putting puts on. I'm going crazy. They're like, yo, this dude don't miss. They're coming. I'm like, I ain't did nothing. I ain't betting on no sports. I'm betting on the market. Feel me? So max is also get your money free. Number two, pay down your high interest debt. So here's the thing, man. You know, more people are like, well, pay off your, your, your credit cards and all. Whatever got the highest debt, pay that off, bro. Because the interest rate whooping your butt. 
Right? We're going to have a little debt we're going to pay. So I'm not going to say, listen, I'm, I, I understand Dave Ramsey. I'm not taking no shots. I'm just saying, pay the high interest debt off first so you can handle your business. Because the high APRs is eating away at you. And this is why you can't get no money because you're paying credit card debt all the time. Get out the credit card. Like, stop playing with the credit cards if you don't got money management skills. Right? If you don't got money management skills, you don't know how to play the game. I be paying my calls off twice a month, Jose. They get, like the middle of the month, I hit it. Ah, end of the month, I, I, I be zeroing them down. Because I, I don't care about what the credit gurus say. I know how to live my life. And me, I'm uncomfortable having that. The only debt that I, can't, I ain't paid down all the way was my house. I know what I'm going to do, Jose. I'm going to pay my house off with the market. And I'm going to show it. I'm going to show it. We're going to document it. We're going to document me taking the money out the account. We're going to document taking the account money, transferring it. And we're going to document them saying, Mr. Howard, the house is now paid off. And I'm going to make the lady say with stock market money. I'm going to make the lady on the phone say that, Jose. I'm going to pay you an extra $10,000 to say stock market money. They ain't paying me this much over there. Mr. Howard, Apple has paid off your mortgage. <laughs> Two of about something, pay me, I said. You don't worry about the people place. Your word ain't valid, dog. That's going to be hard, Jose. Ooh! Jose! Jose, that's going to be hard, Jose. The people going to love that. Nobody love it like you. Nobody love it. All right, next, learn to trade. The reason why you need to learn how to trade because investing is the, is the addition. Trading is the multiplier. In order to be a world, you got to learn how to multiply your money. There's no way around it. Save 5%. Here's why I say save 5%. I'm not, a, I'm not an advocate for just saving a bunch of money, but I will say invest more than you save, save more than you invest, and spend less than you need to. Right? So I'm not saying, I'm not saying live beneath your means. That ain't, listen, I've been broke before. Am I got time to be living beneath their means and all that? Learn how to prioritize. Stop buying shit you don't need. Stop spending money just because you got it. Stop being an impulse spender. Stop trying to keep up with people. Stop trying to prove shit to people. That ain't gonna get you where you gotta go at. You know what gets you where you gotta go at? Investing more than you save, saving more than you spend, and spending less than you need to. So, the reason why I will say save 5% of that, and I'm gonna keep it real with you, it don't always gotta be in a bank. You can put it under your air mattress. You can put it under your, you know why? Because you need to be liquid. Put it under. Some people living on air mattresses, Jose. I live, listen, listen, Jose. I'm gonna tell you something, bro. I'm not afraid of where I come from. I had air there it is. What a I had the king size air mattress, dog. What you talking about? Come on, man. I ain't scared of that. Don't sit on my air mattress. Don't sit on it. This ain't to be sat on. 
Come on, man. The thing, you 2 o'clock in the morning, you got to hit the button to make it get back up because you're the... No, because I ain't never poked no hole in my thing. It ain't never had a slow leak. Nah, bubbles? But you had a water bag? This man had a water bash. See? I be thinking people like Jose be making stuff up. Bro, ain't no bubbles in the air mattress? You spray it, spray it, and see where the hole is. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. Nah. Jose ain't never, now he wanna have a who been the brokest battle. I hate dudes like that. I hate dudes like this. I don't think Jose ever been that broke, y'all. Let me keep it real with y'all. I think he had moments in life where he really, where he wasn't popping. But I don't ever, I don't think he been that broke. I think he just was doing weird shit in his life. That is true. You feel me? That was the Jose's Jose's lack of financial status was due to his own demise. It ain't had nothing to do with tough beginnings and all that. Jose's financial decay had everything to do with him making bad financial decisions and not because he grew up in the slums. It was what? Again, <laughs> decisions. It ain't had nothing to do with Oh, them kids ain't cheap. I'm learning that now, boy. My daughter be, my daughter so bold, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she, bro, my daughter told me something the other day that made me say, uh, she really, like, hit me the other day, bro. We was walking in the house, and uh, I love talking to her because she eight years old, bro. She had these amazing conversations now, right? So we was in the house now, and she was like, Daddy, I won't wear this. I was like, all right, cool. I was like, but man, you, I said, I said, man, you, I said, I'm not going to tell you what you can't wear because you have the freedom to have options but we wear stuff based on what the climate is. You know what I'm saying? We won't be prepared. So she told me, whatever you decide to put on me, Dad, I'm okay with. And I didn't know whether to take that or you were being smart, sarcastic, or agreeing with me. The way she said it was so, like, matter of fact. She was like, all right, Daddy, whatever you feel is okay for me to put on. No, I'm lying. She said, whatever you feel is sufficient. That's what she said. That's what blew me. That's what blew me. She said, okay, daddy, whatever you feel is sufficient. I said, what? <laughs> then I hit it with the thing your people tell you, spell it. Since she spelled it, I said, oh, man. I said, at that moment, I knew this is dangerous. I said, it's dangerous. She's at eight. She's eight. This was yesterday. I was like, thank she, I was like, what you, you know, because I try to make her get her clothes ready for school. I'm like, man, get your clothes ready for school in the morning. That way we ain't got to be scrambling. We know straight what we're doing. Boom, boom, boom. So she was like, daddy, I want to wear pop, pop, pop. I'm like, I don't have a problem with you wearing that, but it is kind of cold, right? And the sickness is, so I want you to be right. You dig? So she was like, no problem, daddy. Whatever you feel is sufficient for me to wear. I said, who you playing with? She said, what? And I had to check myself because I didn't know she was getting, she was so cool with it. I didn't know if it was sarcastic, if it was matter of fact, or she was just like, daddy, like, it's cool. Because, you know, if somebody says some shit that you don't really agree with, you'd be like, you right. Yep. I felt like she was saying, you right. But I didn't want, I didn't want my, watch this, Jose. I didn't want my insecurity. want my insecurity to show up in the moment. Like, did this eight-year-old just tell me? Anyway, and she, she's a young lady. 
So she's already learning that. She already know how to manipulate her daddy. What the fuck am I raising? Shit. Next, buy real estate. Why you need to buy real estate? Because it, just tax purposes. It gives you more legacy. And last but not least, man, you need to learn how to teach your kids the same blueprint. 100%, man. All right, let's go a little further, man. All right, so watch this, man. Disney will roll out a standalone ESPN streaming platform in fall of 2025. Here's why, because ESPN is not making the money that Disney thought it should be making. Nah, let me say this, Jose, I gotta do this. Disney had a blowout earnings. I think they heard what I said on the show. And they went crazy. I still stand firm on my decision that we don't need to play with Disney. It's not a company that I'm attracted to, but they did go crazy. I got to give prop. They did go crazy. But watch, let me go a little further. Go a little further, Tootie. Right? Watch this. The streaming race is widening. The numbers of subscribers by quarter. So, in 2020, 2020 Disney surpassed Netflix with um, subscribers. Since then, it has been losing subscribers every year while Netflix has been gaining subscribers every year. Now watch this. As of right now, Netflix has 260 million subscribers. Disney has 224 million. But watch this. Disney Plus only has 174 million subscribers. Just two different things inside. So when you add, you got to add the other services that Disney has with it that gets them to 224. They only have 174 million. All Netflix got is Netflix. So my goal was saying the thing was this. Streaming ain't going to be Disney. That's ne Netflix is the king of the game. And they not slowing down. So that's my. But Disney did go crazy. I'm not going to lie. They did go crazy. Let's go a little further. And they got people joining forces now. Joining forces. Fox, Disney, and Warner Brother Discovery are creating a joint streaming sports platform. Why? Because we talked about this on a couple episodes ago. When we saw Google do the deal. We saw Amazon do the deal. We see that the street, I just, what I said, the death of cable TV. Once, Jose, I'm trapped to Domus. And here's something I told y'all before when we talked about Amazon. I said when a certain, when Amazon gets in, this is how you know an industry is threatened. And this is how you know the old vanguard is threatened. When they start teaming up with each other to create one thing. Remember CVS and all them other companies, once Amazon said, oh, we about to get in the medical industry, they were like, uh-uh, uh-uh, all the hospitals and stuff, uh-uh, let's go. Same thing happening right here. Watch this, let's go a little further. Let's break it down to them. Here it goes. Paramount, three points, because Paramount was the one that got the deal. Paramount was the last one to get the deal. So now we got Disney, right? Now they got NFL, NBA, college, Warner Brothers, the NBA. So they're going to come together to create. But look, this, Amazon got an NFL deal. Fox got NFL, college, NASCAR. Apple, the only one that ain't got it yet, but I think they got Major League Soccer. 
I think they got a soccer deal and then contract. So right now, U.S. sports rights breakdown collectively, Disney, Warner Brothers, Discovery, and um, and Fox make up about 55% of all U.S. sports rights. That's huge. So what happens is when they come together and create one platform, you got to do that. You know why? Because Amazon coming. Google, YouTube TV, coming. And the last thing you want is for Apple to get in there too. But you got to remember why Apple don't really be tripping is because they be like, you know what? We'll just sponsor all the major events. We'll just sponsor the Super Bowl. We'll just sponsor the Olympics. We'll just sponsor Major League Soccer when they got the championships and we still going to get the viewers. That's how powerful Apple is because they got so much money, they can go buy a whole Super Bowl halftime show. So be mindful of this, man. Be mindful. And that's why I like Netflix, man, because Netflix just got a what? A sports package deal that they coming up with. It's about to go crazy. The debt of cable TV. The death of cable TV. Let's go a little further, Tudor. Nobody. All right, so Coca-Cola, I'm telling you, I think they heard me, bro. I think they heard me, dog. What did I say the other day? Bro, when the last time you heard Coca-Cola drops, I made you say, hmm, I'm going to get that. Well, Coca-Cola launched a new flavor for the first time in three years. Coca-Cola spiced. This definitely sounds like something Jose would drink. This some shit you would drink, dog. I'll see you coming here like, Jose, what is that? Oh, this is to do spice, bro. You're not even much on this. Ginger beer. I like ginger beer, so maybe. So Jose is the person when we go to the, when we go eat. Now, I ain't gonna lie. I love going to eat with my dog, right? Because he do it. It is hilarious, the stuff that he do, bro. It just makes, sometimes I, I, I like to go out to eat with Jose just to see what concoction he gonna come up with next. So we was in New York. We was at STK. We in Manhattan. My dog say, let me get the sparkling water with grapefruit juice or something. Cranberry, Cranberry juice. I said, just throw the umbrella in there. <laughs> what type of mock mocktail is this, bro? Hey, I want <laughs> My dog, then we on the airplane. This would kill me. Very seldom do we sit by each other. We'll be a road. Bro, my dog was on side me. So first of all, let me say this. Jose is the most, because uh, I want to make it sound bad. He does got charisma. Right? And, and I'm, a chariz- I'm a charismatic person. You know, I know I got that. You know, I, I, I got a Billy D mode. Right? I got a Billy D mode. Right? I, I, and some, I ain't gonna lie, most times I do it just to do it. I don't want no exchange, I just wanna. Knocks me off my feet. So listen, we on an airplane, an older white lady is the stewardess, and Jose is like, mmm. My dog was like, my dog was like, let me get a, uh, he was like, first he, first he was like, first he, first he'll see the name and he'll be like, 
Suzanne. <laughs> my dog, my dog would be like, Suzanne. Okay. Yeah. I know this drink about to be fire. Ain't nobody gonna make a drink like a Suzanne. Yeah, I'm ready for this one. So I'm in the. Now I'm not gonna lie. I'd be super uncomfortable. <laughs> Keep it real. I'd be super uncomfortable when he go in that mode. I'm super uncomfortable because he's always talking across me. Right? So he like, okay, Suzanne. Ain't nobody can make a drink like a Suzanne. I know this drink about to be fire. And the first thing she do is, and you know it. I've been doing this for, I'm like, oh, shh. Now she about to keep coming back. You know how you feed a cat milk? When you feed the kitten milk, what the kitten do? They tell you, don't feed the kitten milk. Don't feed the straight cats. She come. So she like, yep, I got you. What do you want? So he want the, he want the, uh, what that was you ordered? You didn't order that. Because they didn't have grapefruit juice. So you ordered cranberry juice. Or was it pineapple? She did it with pineapple juice. So he did it with, he said, let me get a pineapple juice and sparkling water. And I say the same thing every time. Don't forget the umbrella. Right? So she come back with the glass. Jose tasted. Oh, you put your baby pinky toe in that, Suzanne. And, and she like, <laughs> I say, oh. I say, God help me. Because now she there. She like, no, would you like anything? Would you like another? He ain't even finished that one yet. She was like, he was like, look what he said. Then he hit her with the, only if you can make it like that one. He hit her with the, only if you can make it like that one. I said, what in the Sprite commercial is this going on? What the, what in the Sprite commercial? He was like, only if you can make it like that one. This time, put the baby pinky toe in it. Not on the right side. And he know I'm over, I'm in a chair like, bruh, bruh. So when she walk off, he look at me. Come on, bro, let me do what I want, bro. Now she done come back, do you want something? She done forgot about me. She done left my drink. Where my ginger ale at? She come back with the, here's another one. Would you like some warm pistachio? Warm? What the, what the, what when they start serving them warm? And in my mind, I'm like, brother, does this work every time? Where every time we go to the hotel. Oh, Kimberly. I know my room about to get right, because Kimberly, Kimberly going, you look like Kimberly, room setter of the year. Anyway, that's my dog, and I love him. So Coca-Cola launches this time. They locked us in. Uh, they say it'll be for the first time in three years. I think it'll be trash, but it is what it is. Let's go a little further to it. Ah, I want you to understand this. Now, this one is important. Do you keep your money employed? Is your money working for you? So let's talk about unemployed money, Jose. Checking account money is unemployed money. You're losing zero interest in with inflation. It's just sitting there and they work and getting it for you. That's unemployed money. Stop leaving your money unemployed. Invest that money. Investment account. It says, like, 
on average, your money can double every, and I'm just saying on average. Right? You got beat inflation, but if you start trapping, remember, trap the money, Wall Street trap of the money printer is here. We doubling our money. Huh? And listen, what the options account say. The options account says that in 2024, we are up $794,000. That's from January to now. That is approximately 124%. That's 124%. And we got $175,000 in realized gains. My money needs to be working for me at all times. Let's go a little further. All right, and here's what I want you to understand, man. Like, checking the potential, checking the blocks for potential. Why did I put this in? I want to give you an industry analysis when we're looking at an industry. So I want you all to write this down and look at this. When we're looking at a specific industry, I want you to look at, is that market wide? Meaning, are there, is there a wide usage for it? So like, talk about chip stocks. That's a wide industry, right? That market is wide. But watch this. The barrier entry is high. We want to, we want to, we want a, a high, meaning anybody just can't come make up a chip. You feel me? Any, it, like, the, 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 the software industry is a low barrier industry. Entry. Anybody can put some sugar in some water, some high fructose corn syrup. You got a soft drink. Barrier entry low. Right? So we want a high barrier entry. Right next, innovation. If innovation is slow, that can hinder where we are because if the industry is not innovating, then that means the profits ain't innovating. The profits are only going to go to the big dogs that's there. Are the margins big? We only want to invest in industries where the margins are big. That's why the Wall Street Traffickers, we talk to you about profit margins, net margins, operations. We want the margins, the win, to be huge. And lastly, we want large profits. We want big, we want big old juicy profits, y'all. Big, big dividends. That's how we play this game. So I want y'all to check this. When you're going back, I want this is the part I want you to look at. We're talking about making our money work for us, and we're talking about checking the potential for every block. Let's go over the game. We want a market that's wide. Right? I'm gonna be real. I like wide markets. I like markets where they got a lot of room to grow. Think about this. Telephones, is that a wide market or is that a, is that a slender market? Like the AT&T market. It's a slender market. Is it innovating? Nope. Why do we want to be there? We don't want to be there. Right? We want markets that are wide because it gives room for us to get there, but we want wide markets that has a lot of growth coming into it, but also the barrier interest high. So anybody ain't gonna just make a company to come here. I'm gonna give you an example. In a dot-com bubble, the market was wide, but the barrier entry was low. So we had a bunch of dot-com companies that caused a crash, right? We want high innovation. We don't want slow innovation because we're in a technology industry. We want something that's innovating and that can keep going. We want big margins and large profit potentials, y'all. I want y'all to know that. So I definitely want y'all to put that up. Let's go a little further, Toad. 
All right, man, listen. I told y'all this was going to be a quick show. And it's for a reason. Listen, man, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all so much. Our goal each and every week is to help you become better at this game, to help you understand this game, to help you maneuver through this game, but most importantly, help you master this game. Each and every week, myself and my team, we come here and we come to make you better. We come to help you uh, build up the confidence and the wherewithal to play this game. We come to help put the information in a way that you can digest it, but not just so you can take it and eat it, but so you can come back and regurgitate it to your friends, to your family, to your loved ones, to the people you care about most. You know why? Because everybody that's playing this game moves the needle for us as a culture, as a community, but mostly as a class of people. As a class of people. As a working class, as a middle class, as a poverty-stricken class. As a class of people that's striving to be in that 1%, that 10%, who's striving to get away from that 90%. We want to be a class of people that pay more taxes. We want to be a class of people that's getting more tax breaks. We don't always want to be the class of people that's paying 37% on their taxes. We don't want to be the class of people that's always getting money back from taxes because those are the people who get taxed the most percentage-wise, but also have the least opportunity to grow their wealth. I want us to be the class of people that's consistently growing financially in this economy. Shabota Wall Street Chapman, man. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in each and every week. Episode 82. We love y'all. Listen, man. Stop playing with us, man. Go to Apple, Spotify, Google Play. We come back next week. I do not want to be in that same position. We need to be up. Also, share that with your friends. Put it on automatic download. We got a surprise for y'all next week, too. We're going to introduce something real new to y'all, something y'all been looking for, something y'all been waiting on. Trapper Patreon group and Trapper's Anonymous. Y'all going to get first dibs at it, man. I love y'all. I'll see y'all next week. Salute.